people think you're a chiropractor and you're so much more than a chiropractor yeah. and you can fix a lot of things and you know word of mouth is huge but it's slow moving you know people yeah, need to learn about you and with the things that you do and you know the training you've got you're a super educated smart guy you use different words than people you know the normal people know and that's one one thing we talk to all businesses you know you, you kind of got to talk to the, it's about them until they get in there and, and then it's about you starting sustaining and having a successful small business is hard but you already knew that but wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that talks to and digs in to the people who've made it problem solved this is local vibes small business success stories talking to successful small businesses from around america you'll hear awesome stories about how they got started and how they survived and thrived online and in their communities we find out their special vibe welcome to local vibes brought to you by ultimateonlinemarketing.com now here are your hosts pat and angie cherubini all right let's do this Hi, everyone. It's Pat and Angie Cherubini, and today we are featuring um, my friend, our friend, Dr. Derek Myers of Connect Rehab here in Newark, Ohio. So let's... Welcome, Derek. Thanks for stopping by. Started. We're going to ask Absolutely. you some questions and, and find out if we can learn a little bit about what you do, because what you do is a little bit different than what... Yeah, at least in do. our area, so it's a little different. Yeah. Let's just start by, you know, telling us the origin story of how you got to be a chiropractor. I don't know what you call yourself now. You're still a chiropractor, but, you know, how you started it. and, you know, where you're at now. So um, I started out, you know, going to college. I was going to go uh, to medical school initially. Um, I kind of decided not to do that um, later in college and uh, just didn't want to go that route and um, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I went and got uh, some massage therapy training so I could go to graduate school and have a very flexible job during grad school. Um, and I'm going to grad school in Texas and uh, working on uh, biochem. And a couple years into that, I just got kind of fed up with it. Uh, I was doing massage therapy in a rehab clinic there, uh, there in town. And that was the best time of my life right then. I, my best 10 hours of that week were 10 to 12 hours were in that clinic. How come? And, well, it was rewarding. Um, for starters, the environment, I mean, people come in hurting and they leave feeling better. I mean, that's a very, that's a, that's an immediate tangible reward, uh, watching people's lives change. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to, put into words, but I mean, people do it, not just in healthcare, but in other areas too, you know, other, other service industries. So it was just very rewarding. It was, it was just a much better environment. Um, the environment that I was in was, uh, it's not for everybody. Grad school is not for everybody. And it's, my grades were fine. It wasn't an issue. It was just, it was kind of a toxic environment for me. Everybody's mm -hmm. kind of built different. So, um, I'm grateful for it. I learned a lot. I'm glad I did it. Um, but it gave me a solid foundation for what I do now, as far as healing and tissue recovery and what's happening and, and making better decisions about how to recover tissue and what's going on in that level. So um, about two years in, I was just having a bad week and uh, I, 
you know, I just remember going into work that day and I'm absolutely miserable and everybody around me is laughing and hugging each other. It's a great time and all this stuff. And I was just, that was it. That was my come to Jesus that I'm not, I'm not doing the right thing. I mm -hmm. felt like I battling that for two years. Um, and it just felt like the wrong path. Like I was swimming upstream in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not one to back down from, from a, from a challenge or a fight, but, um, two years in, that was enough. And it was, that was the wrong thing for me to be doing, but, um, got me to where I, I needed to be at Texas chiropractic college. Um, and, uh, got out and, and kind of specialized beyond there. So now I do all the fun stuff we do here. Now I know you started it just because, you know, of course, like I always say, a lot of the people that we have on here, I already know, or our current clients, um, you started your practice in Tennessee, correct? Correct. Right. So I went to Nashville initially and was there for about 15 years. I had a very uh, concierge style practice. So I saw a very limited number of patients. It was all cash. Uh, worked, got to work with some, um, some very different eclectic group of people. Uh, from the music industry and the sports industry, and then also in pain management. So I got to see a lot of crazy stuff that I never would have seen just being a traditional chiropractor in that setting. A lot of just crazy cases uh, that were that, that really helped shape and, and gave me a lot of, um, I guess, I don't know what the right word is, experience in, uh, mm -hmm. in areas that I might not have otherwise had. So is there, there, can you tell us about a few of them? Yeah. So um, it was never a dull moment in pain clinics. I don't know how familiar everybody is, but uh, you know, one day I'm a bouncer and the other day I'm a clinician. Um, uh, but <laughs> I did have to physically remove somebody from a waiting room one time. You did? A, yeah, he was, the guy was strung out. He was swinging this kid around. It was a whole thing. And um, so we had, to, we had to help him to the front door and wait on the police, so. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, the whole jujitsu training came in helpful. Yeah. I was gonna ask, is that sure. before or after the jujitsu? Um, yeah, that was that was definitely after. That was a very helpful tool. Um, but uh, you know, there was a case where, you know, people would come in. I had a lady who was told that she was gonna be confined to a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Um, no paralysis, just had a lot of lower extremity and lower back issues. Um, a year later she's out of a wheelchair hiking with her husband and, oh. and did that for years. Um, there was a case where a, a, a lady, young lady was shot in the back of the head. Uh, a stray bullet went through an apartment wall and caught her. And we helped her recover, um, recover the left side of her body after that injury. Um, that's wow. an amazing story. Her, her name was Tara. She was, she was just, it was just an incredible thing. How and long did it take? Do, um, that was several months worth of work. I mean, mm -hmm. fortunately we got, we got her right. Like as soon as she was cleared from the head trauma, we got her right away. Um, and that's the key with any kind of neurological injury is, is timing how fast you can get on it. Um, mm -hmm. so that was awesome. Um, just, uh, oh my gosh. Um, post-surgical stuff, um, saving people from surgery, being able to, to, to recover somebody without needing to go to have a lumbar fusion or, or a cervical fusion. Um, things, uh, there was a, a lady here in town that, that had, um, there's several of these cases actually, but this one particular had headaches for, for years, years and years. It spent almost a hundred thousand dollars out of pocket over the time trying to resolve these. 
and we were like three or four weeks with it and her headaches were mostly gone. It was oh a little my bit goodness. of stuff from here to here. So um, just to have those types of, of things, the need, the dry needling has been a huge bonus for that. Um, you know, one of the most memorable parts was, you know, my father had a lot of health issues um, from transplant to having to learn to walk again, cancer several times and being able to be there for that. There was a, there was a, point where he um he had to learn how to walk again he was bedridden in a hospital for seven months so he literally had to learn how to hold his own body weight again and then start to walk again and wow. being able to be part of that um that was outstanding um to, to to have have that guide to help with that guidance through his his health struggles um just it's just so many stories and cases and stuff but with the variety of stuff that, that we do here at Connect, we have some tools that can accommodate some of those difficult cases. Yeah. So you mentioned dry needling. You're a chiropractor, so you, you your stories are awesome. You know, those yeah. you know, it gives you goosebumps when you hear about people that struggled so long and you know, in a few weeks, you know, it can get up. How are you different? from the normal chiropractors that just go in and, you know, snap, crackle, pop, take your 40 bucks and send you out the door and say, come back three more times this week. What do you do different and how does dry needling work into that? Cause I know that's really the answer. Right. So a lot of it is, is how I address problems and what problems I address. So, um, you know, getting adjusted is, is helpful. You're basically just putting movement back into tissues, right? Back into joints. That's all it is. Um, there's a lot of conflicting philosophies out there, but my take is that, that that's just putting movement back in joints in the same way that uh, physical therapists have a, uh, um, uh, a treatment, a, a modality called uh, grade five mobilizations. That's really kind of the same thing as an adjustment. Um, uh, in chiropractic, we call them HVLAs, and it's, it's just a way to move a joint. But it's putting movement back in joints. You know, there's some there's some ideas out there. People talk about how bones pinching on nerves going here, and that's not really it. The idea of uh, we're not putting Legos back together, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what this is. People say, well, this is out, or my my back is out, or my rib is out, or whatever. It's not really it. What's happened is it's it's compression. The muscles and the soft tissues create compression. Your day to day activities create compression. And they, they, those joints will reduce their movement and their range of motion. So you can release muscles all day long, but if you don't put movement back in those joints, it's not going to help. So getting adjusted helps a lot of people. And that's kind of what we would equate to kind of a family chiropractic type of a thing, like a, like a general practitioner, um, where I've, I've kind of specialized. So I work a lot with the neuromuscular system as well. So the dry needling, which is a great way to break up deep adhesive tissues or those trigger points or those knots that, that you hear people say, well, I just can't get to it. Or the massage therapist just can't get there. Um, a lot of those, I just can't seem to find it or locate it. Um, working with the trigger points, working with movement dysfunction. Um, you know, the first thing I do is I'm not looking for something being out of place or whatever it is. I'm looking for something that's not moving right. Like what's not What's restricting the movement? Like, why is that pain? That pain just doesn't show up one day. This was kind of the epiphany I had in grad school is you don't have headaches from ibuprofen deficiencies. So it's right. like, 
You know what I mean? So never really thought like, of it that way. <laughs> why are, why are we chasing why are we chasing these problems with medications? And I'm not against right. medication. Please hear me. I'm not against that. There's a time and a place for that. But you know, mild to moderate diffuse mechanical low back pain is not an indication for opiates. You right. Know? Like that's just not opioids are not the answer for that. And, and um, uh, so I'm looking for movement. Why is that headache there? What are you doing? What tissues? Where is that headache specifically? Where is that tingling down the arm? Where is this? Where is that? That's got to be coming from somewhere. There's a reason that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so what makes it different is the initial approach isn't I'm not trying to relate everything to the spine. I'm trying to relate everything to movement dysfunction. And if there's not a movement dysfunction that 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 can explain it, then we got to look at the metabolic dysfunction because there are things such as, um, you know, thyroid issues and gut health issues can present, autoimmune issues can present as joint and muscle pain. And that can show up and be one of the first things that shows up. And so they go through all this stuff looking for answers to the joint pain, but it's not joint pain from the joint. It may be metabolic. So I'm not taking anything off the table in that initial exam. We're trying to find out what's causing these symptoms. There's a lot of people that can dry needle, that can do the myofascial work and do this and that. But if you don't get the right spot, if you don't find the right problem, I don't care where you, you if you don't put the needle in the right place, it doesn't work. If mm -hmm. you don't put the right therapy on the right tissue and the right timing, it doesn't work. And so, all those modalities are great. I got a lot of training in those and, and I, I've been doing this for so long. Um, it, it's just the, the real answer to that question is at the onset. What makes me different is the onset. I'm looking for what's causing this. Where is it coming from? Let's not just rule anything out and assume it's a disc causing that pain in the leg. And that's where a lot of those have come to. I've got a disc bulge. Well, that doesn't mean that that's causing the pain in the leg. A lot of people have them and have no symptoms. So how can you tell me that that guarantees that pain? So I'm looking for all the different possibilities. And then we, then we use these different modalities to address that. Not everybody needs to be adjusted. Now my state association and peers may disown me for saying that, but mm. you know, there are some people that don't do well with adjustments. They do well with soft tissue work or massage or stretching. They don't need to get adjusted. Their joints mm -hmm. are moving great. You just got to keep them moving great. So, um, but that, that's kind of a long-winded answer. No, no that's it, perfect. It kind of fits in. I actually said it this morning. I say this quote all the time. As a as a former boat mechanic, I learned from my mentor just kind of what you're saying. You can't fix a damn thing until you know what's wrong. Right. Just trying to crack it ain't gonna fix what's wrong. Right. And I think and that's the problem these days. Is too many yeah. people don't, too many doctors, regular doctors, um, I'm not even just saying chiropractors, but all doctors, a, a lot of them just want to hurry you up through there and give you a pill and get you on your way. That they, they don't even look at, they don't even really sit down and talk to people. <clears throat> yeah. And there's a lot of difficulty too, because there's a lot of physicians that are, especially with some of the insurance requirements and constrictions and, right. um, and some of the administrative, um, pressures that they get. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's a, that's, that's a difficult field right now. There's a lot of doctors that don't want to be in healthcare right now. Um, but you know, you do, and you're seeing a lot of these physicians that are getting out and doing kind of what I'm doing 
from a business model standpoint where we're not taking as much insurance, but we have, I got the freedom and the time to do what I need to do. And yeah. I'm not, and, and an insurance company can't dictate what I can and can't do. My licensure and my, my scope of practice do, but that's it. I don't have to answer anybody. And I think um, the cool thing is, is, I mean, it's kind of based on, based on the same thing that we tell any business. You're getting, you're getting to spend that extra time with people. So you're building a relationship with that client. And at that point, and, and I know you deal with this, people don't care what they have to pay because they get that time spent with you and they feel like you truly care and want to help them. And you're not yep. just another number. They're not just another number. We uh, used to have a slogan that I used um, for a quick minute. And it just said, we, we treat the whole person because we care about the whole person. Mm. So, and it's, uh, I don't know, we, uh, the slogans and all that stuff aren't really my strong suit, but it, it was just one of those things that it really kind of describes, you know, how, how we try to approach to it, you know, and to the cost thing, that's another thing that, that comes up a lot. Well, you're not on my insurance. Okay. okay. People that do what I do aren't in insurance plans because insurances don't pay for those things. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't have the coverage to do that. Um, th there's a story. I've got a, a, a good friend down in Nashville, uh, two of them, but the one guy is, they're both vocal coaches, phenomenal vocal coaches. The one guy was a student of the vocal coach he's working for now. And he spent, he tells a story, he spent like three or $4,000 on, on vocal lessons, trying to get his, I don't know what he's trying to increase his vocal range or, or something. And, um, and he wasn't getting anywhere. Well, the guy that he works for now is four or $500 an hour. Like this, this guy is the vocal coach to the stars. He's, he does wow. everybody. Yeah. He is the guy. Um, anybody in the industry knows who this guy is. So, um, so, uh, he finally broke down and dropped the cash and went and saw that, saw that got it. One lesson with this guy was able to get in one lesson, for four or five hundred bucks more than what he got three thousand dollars worth for in his other this other situation. Wow. So, what was really expensive there? What what really what was the cost? The three thousand he spent a fraction of the money and got more, even though it was more per session, but then he did, you know, spend thousands of dollars the other way. Mm -hmm. So, if you have if you have the time and you have the tools, you know, the cost really isn't. You know, you start talking about compared to some of these medications that are two and three thousand dollars a month yeah i yeah. mean time and time and pain is costly yeah, too so right? the quicker you can how get much out work of pain are you missing? Yeah. how bad yeah how bad is your family life suffering you know yeah we hear all so, the time about people well, i gotta wait six more weeks before i'm allowed to get another cortisone shot because insurance won't pay for it yeah yeah <laughs> how, how much is that worth yeah i mean your, your baseball season right baseball yeah. and lacrosse and all that so being able to be at the games and tournaments i mean there's there's a price tag on that too quality yep. of life so now, now you have other services there uh, what are some of the other services that you provide derek uh, so we have a um, uh, a licensed uh, certified medical massage therapist on staff uh, her name's tina she's outstanding does great work um and we have uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy H yep. So I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's a relatively new one. That's one I've been, I've been, I've wanted to have H bot in my practice forever. I was about to get one before I left Nashville, but with the move and all, I just didn't, 
didn't purchase one then. Um, so I'm thrilled to have, especially with, you know, my health situation and, and having surgery here a couple months ago was kind of that in that diagnosis kind of prompted, uh, prompted this, that was kind of the proverbial straw, like, okay, it's time, it's time to make a bunch of positive changes. And that was one of them. So I love the hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Um, What's it is it good for, um, in my case, it, um, it really helped, uh, knock out the fatigue. So mm -hmm. the post-surgical kind of, holy crap, what just happened? Your body is flipping out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fatigue was just, it, I couldn't believe how hard it hit me. And, um, and it really helped. I mean, I, I would get several hours of, of just up energy, even really quick after surgery. So as soon as I was able to ambulate to get into the, into the, the unit. Um, so athletic recovery is another big one. Uh, it's great after, you know, some of these athletes just go and destroy their muscles one day and they pop in, hop in that thing. And then the soreness is either gone or very minimal the next day, which allows them to work hard again and not have two or three days of soreness. So it gives them an, it gives them extra training time. Um, recovery is, is key. Um, it's, it helps kind of perfuse oxygen into the tissues in a pressurized environment. And so that's what helps break down inflammation. So your inflammatory processes, um, autoimmune people, uh, swear by it. Uh, and, uh, I know that there's a big use for it with like autism and things like that. And I don't treat autism. I'm I'll, the doors are certainly open to anybody who wants to use that as part of their treatment plan. I don't treat autism, but if, if people need that for that, that's fine. We'll, we'll do that. But, um, I just want to clarify that, right. you know, um, We'll provide that service, but um, they use it, like I said, the autoimmune uh, inflammatory processes, uh, arthritis, uh, anemias. There's there's a good bit of data out there on anemias. Um, the and there's some, neuropathy. Yeah, neuropathy. Um, detoxing the body is a big thing. You know, after heavy medication regimen, chemo, radiation, all that kind of stuff. The body's trying to process things out of the body, and this helps that process. Um, people making lifestyle changes, coming off of just trash diets and trash food and making lifestyle changes it helps facilitate that process um oh, that's cool of, i didn't even think about that yeah you know people are trying to make changes and they feel like crap for a little while as they're making these changes and this kind of helps minimize that that feeling um there's some data out there on head traumas and cte and and, and those types of things um so there's there's other uh studies that are very promising right now with um, after effects of traumatic events in the brain, if y'all know what I'm stirring up gotcha. over here. Yeah. So um, yeah, you gotta, that's another thing that sucks. You gotta be careful what, how you say stuff because even though there's studies and data that are showing this, you, you gotta be careful about what, you know, how you say it and what you say, even though there's data to show it, whatever. Um, yeah. That's another, but that's a whole other podcast that probably isn't PG. Yeah. And it, and it also goes toward, you know, kind of what my wife here did with her diagnosis recently is, you know, educate yourself. You know, if there's 100%. something that you've read yourself and, you know, we're not doctors, but she read a whole lot of stuff and she's made the changes and she's sought out treatment like HBOT that can mm -hmm. help. And, you know, it's not prescribed by anybody. It's not it's, traditional. It's not traditional, yeah. but, you know, based yeah. on what she's learned, you know, she's seeing if it's going to help. 
And that's what I, you know, I think most people should take a little bit of that back into their hands. Yeah. Yeah. And you should, that's, you know, we've gotten into, as a society, we've gotten into a habit of kind of waiting for everybody else to make those decisions for us. And you just do what somebody tells you to do. You don't think about it. You don't ask questions. Educate. If you give it a diagnosis, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. um, every provider out there can tell you hundreds of stories about misdiagnosis that walk in their office. Oh, yeah. You know, and this is, you know, where medical doctors basically see a bunch of chiropractic failures. And as chiropractors, we see a bunch of, of failures from allopathic or mainstream medicine. And that doesn't mean that the, that that's a bad provider, this or that, but things, things kind of hide and, and, you know, not everybody gets a hundred percent all the time, but you have to educate yourself and you have to look up these things. You have to understand what it is they're telling you you have and, and go dig on that and see what options are out there and ask about those options, get second opinions. And if you're not doing that, you can get, find yourself thousands of dollars down the wrong rabbit hole, you know, and then, you know, you last ditch effort, somebody like me and walk in and we look at it from a new perspective. Well, that didn't work. I'm not going down that hole again. Let's try this over here. And lo and behold, that works. It's, so, it surprises me how many people don't uh, do a lot of research. It's like once, once we knew about my cancer and, you know, even though I technically didn't have it anymore when they took my colon out and my chemotherapy was just for preventative purposes. Right. So I got lucky in that sense. I still, I mean, we still both dug deep in, into, you know, what were things that we could do to make it easier on me for now, for the time being and for the future? What, what are different techniques that people are using besides medicine? Cause I'll tell you what, I certainly don't ever want to go through chemo again. Right. Um, it was, even though mine may not, you know, I have no idea. I handled it extremely well, probably better from what my doctor said, better than most people. He you said, did. I basically you, got yeah. the gold medal for it. You did hundred percent. So I don't really know, you know, I, I can't base it on whether what I had was super strong or not. I think it was, but I did my research, found out what would be, what would be good for me to do. And, you know, I tried different things. I, it, it just amazes me how many people aren't willing to step out of their comfort zone and try new things and try services like what you have Take to your offer health in your own hands. Yes. Yeah. And you, you have to dig and you got to be proactive. Like if you wait for it to happen, then you're, it's all, it's all about being reactive instead of being prepared and healthy people do better. I don't care what the disease is, what the problem is. If it's, I don't care if it's back surgery. I don't care if it's a car accident. I don't care if it's a autoimmune disease. If you're healthy, you're going to do better. You're going to recover better. You're going to handle it better. Um, and so being proactive, you know, supplements here and there um there are things that can be extremely helpful for that um very simple things so yeah you got to be proactive you got to be ahead of it and don't wait because we're being bombarded from everywhere all of the products that we put on our skin the products we put in our bodies oh yeah uh, you know the i've changed that big time too so our mutual friend danny williamson always says whatever you put in your pie hole is either killing you or healing you yep so, She's so right. And you 100%. offer it. I mean, that's another thing. You offer supplements and things like that as well at your location. Right. So people don't, maybe a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Well, we, we want to treat the whole person. I mean, if, if 
part of the reason you're healing slow is because you're anemic or you've got some vitamin D deficiencies or you're not sleeping well because of some metabolic or, or some mineral imbalances. I mean, simple things like that can make a world of difference. So yeah, we, and we can they that. come in and find that out from you? Absolutely. Those services are there. Somebody's got questions about the supplements they're taking about the tests, you know, hey, I, I haven't had updated blood work in however long we can, we can run that. Those are just, that's a simple consult. Those are easy to do. And um, quick results. We've got good relationships with labs and companies and, and get you in touch with whatever you need. That's good. That's really good. So your, your business started in Nashville and now you're in right. Newark, Ohio, Heath, Ohio, I guess is where your office is. Uh -huh. Um, what happened, you know, how was that business down there? And then, you know, you had to, you closed it down and moved up here. You know, what's, right. what are the differences? What has happened? You know, how was it there and how's it going here now? Um, so down there was very different. Like I said, it was very concierge. I didn't, I never had to advertise or anything like that. It was, I just kind of ended up in a very niche situation. Um, up here, uh, it was very different because um, it was pretty new. Uh, you know, it was just a few months before I got here where the needling and stuff that I do was even in scope of practice. Um, whereas I already a decade deep down there, it was up here. It was still pretty new. Um, you know, the, the model had to be different. Um, and, and everything, just everything was different. The services, the expertise, the training, all of that's still there. I just had to format this clinic very differently than I did there. Um, I had to advertise, which was, um, that was a steep hill to climb very quickly and took a few lumps along the way. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about it. And fortunately, you know, our mutual friend, uh, turned me on to you all. And, um, that, that made a world of difference because I wouldn't have, um, it's still, it's still a little weird for me to know that you have to have a virtual presence to be a legit business. That's kind of a, that's a very strange concept, but, mm -hmm. uh, but you do like the first thing people do, they're going to check you out on Facebook. They want to check you out on Instagram. They want to check you out online. Um, so, uh, that was, that was a whole new world for me. Um, you know, wasn't and probably still not super, uh, proficient with social media, but, um, that was a huge thing. I think if I had to start over moving up here, I would have engaged you all before I even, before I even got started, like before, long before I would have, I would have planned different. There's a lot of stuff I would have done differently, but I, I certainly, you know, I ran my, I ran demographics. I looked at the areas. I, I looked at high traffic areas, all the stuff that you do. You want to be in an easy access location, especially with a, with a population of patients that are that are either handicapped or partially disabled or, or struggle, you don't want to be in a busy parking lot. So, um, you know, I did all that kind of background, but all the other stuff, how to explain to people in uh, Licking County that I'm going to basically stab and electrocute you and it's going to make you better. <laughs> how, how do you get that point across? How, like, that's a weird. That you know is. What I mean? And they're like, wait, what? Let's back up for a second about that. The last guy just cracked my back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it, 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 you know, when I get adjusted, it feels better. Well, that's great, but now you're here. Yeah. So it's either not lasting or something else is going on. 
Um, and so, but once you explain that, so patient education, I guess the, the edu, trying to explain that people still ask like, so what do you do? How are you different? I don't really have a good, like quick elevator one line answer for that. Um, I had a patient one time, he said, you're a pulley specialist. You know, I always talk about the body's just a big complex pulley system. He said, you're a pulley specialist. You fix the body's pulleys. So that does that just kind of corny and how to explain to a third grader. But I don't, I don't have a good quick one-liner like that to explain that. So getting, you know, getting into a service like this and uh, where it's like, explaining that or showing this or showing a treatment that's how we need to that's that would have done a whole lot more of that from the beginning and uh so getting getting too far down the road (laughs) education of especially with something new you know it is hard you have to right they have to be educated because what you do and probably i'll ask the question you know do people just think it's acupuncture because it looks like acupuncture? oh yeah it's yeah it's definitely not acupuncture um so the needles are very similar, but acupuncture is an energy-based treatment. Um, so it's a, it's like a um, um, energy flow in the body, releasing energy channels, that kind of thing. Um, I'm a fan of acupuncture. It's got it, there's a lot of positive uses for it and positive applications for it. Uh, dry needling is very different. Dry needling is very musculoskeletal connective tissue. Um, correcting movement and, and bound up soft tissue in the body. So yeah, it's definitely not acupuncture. We are going into a trigger point or bound up fascia and releasing those tension patterns in the body uh, to restore movement. So that's, that's about it. That's about where the similarities end. And I will say then they're a lot longer. (laughs) A lot longer. Some of them, yeah, some of them are. Some of them are, but some of those muscles are deep, which is why the yeah. therapist can't get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really do. Um, you know, that's the one thing I look back on it and wish I would have done more of is is uh, more of the preemptive advertising type thing and all that. So it was like, um, it was like, I'm, they're killing me. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. It was like. Um, I guess it would it would have just been more of of simple videos, simple little things, getting out there. You know, being out in the community was very helpful as well. Just being involved in the community. I mean, it's a small town. You know, you want to be a part of contributing part to the town, not you know, not just a, a leech on it. You want to you want to mm-hmm. be there to help people and support the community, support the people in it. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big thing. And so having that and people, Oh, I saw you on Facebook or I saw this on Facebook or I saw that. Um, I was like, as I hear that, I'm like, man, why we should have done that, uh, you know, ahead of time. So. Yeah. The education yeah. part of it. It's, it, and it's hard to explain. It's, it's hard to explain that to a lot of businesses that that is right. something that we struggle with when we um, either bring on a new client or we're talking about marketing with them it's hard to get them to understand. And I think you saying that that's helpful um, because people don't understand that it, it, it takes some time to really educate people. And on social media, it's not like everything you do is seen all the time. Uh, you right. know, it's like 
Yeah, even if you put it out there, they may not see it. So you have that's right. that's where the advertising does come in. It, it yeah. pushes you know a little harder, which there are lots of different ways to do it. Advertising is the the fastest, you know, but it's I also thought, the most expensive. I just thought that you'd put a video or a picture out there and just assumed everybody saw it. Yeah, and then I and then I realized that no, there's just a specific group of people that are going to see that. Your mom, you know? <laughs> and I'm like. Well, that's not helping. They already know who I am. Like, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part. And that's what we talk about all the time. And, you know, especially with what you do, people think you're a chiropractor and you're so much more than a chiropractor and you can fix a lot of things. And, you know, word of mouth is huge, but it's slow moving. You know, people need to learn about you and, with the things that you do and, you know, the training you've got, you're a super educated, smart guy. You use different words than people, you know, the normal people know. And that's one, one thing we talk to all businesses, you know, you kind of got to talk to the, it's about them until they get in there. And then it's about you, you know, what you can do for Mm -hmm. them, but getting them in that front door with, you know, which in in your case, advertising is really hard because you can't say I can fix your pain. Because right. you know, that's a claim that Facebook and even though you should let, be allowed you, to, other people can talk about what you've done for them. So that you know, those are the kind of things that that you expose. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, when you I'll tell you when you come. I mean, I, that's fine. I, I'm not going to hold punches with some of that stuff. I'll, well, and that's but, it. You're allowed to say that, but you're not allowed to advertise, advertise it. it. Yeah, the pharmaceutical company owns the word pain, which is right. Which is kind of what you were talking about with your HBOT. You know, there are studies that prove it works for certain things, but you're because of what your, can we say? Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to say that. But which is crazy. If they learn or somebody else tells them that it works, then yeah, that's the next step. Well, do you have do you have a mentor, Derek? That you know, I know you've you've talked about Danny. Would you consider Danny a mentor? Or? Um. I don't know if, if mentor is the right word. I guess I know a lot of people have had like this one major influence in their professional lives that have guided them through. And, and I feel like I don't have necessarily one, but I've got a few um, along the way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I've had, you know, um, I had a professor at chiropractic school that was highly influential um, and was extremely helpful. He taught, you know, internal diagnostics and, I mean, the guy could take the most random two pieces of information and diagnose. It was, he was brilliant and is brilliant. Um, and, uh, I mean, that has stuck with me about exploring, you know, the diagnostic side of it and getting it right. Um, I've had, um, you know, my dad, the way my dad was in the community, um, and seeing how he interacted with people and, and he, you know what I mean? Like how he just did did things um mm-hmm. uh and and how he benefited people he wasn't in healthcare, but i mean he was always there um you know my late uncle steve who ran the massage school that i went to you know same way he just wanted to help people he opened a school and taught people how to do it um just that just watching them and how they were you know i i feel fortunate to have had several people that have influenced me in that way and, and mm-hmm. watching people like Dan, people like Danny, the passion that she has for what she does. Um, and, and so that keeps me kind of going to thinking about that. So. Cool. So loaded question. You have any hobbies? Yeah. 
What do you do oh. in your spare time? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's a um, good one. That is a loaded question because <laughs> one of my hobbies is learning how to break people. So it's um, <laughs> kind of weird, right? It well, is. No, that it's is kind funny. of like um, I need to, I need to job security, that. right? Right. Um, I know. Uh, I I uh, train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, and uh, that occupies. If I'm not in the clinic or hanging out with my kid, my boy, uh, then I'm on the mats. Um, training so uh i love it but and how long you've been doing that that's a foreign world to me (laughs) completely um off and on for about 12 years uh there's a little bit of time off here and there um for family stuff and and whatnot but um uh all together maybe eight of those 12 years uh has been training so i've been training pretty solid for the last few how'd you start uh, I used to treat UFC fighters in Nashville, and um, one of them was so like, "How I'd like to break my leg." <laughs> He's like, you "Why might... don't you come to practice one time?" You know, I wrestled when I was younger. I always liked those one-on-one sports, and he said, "Why don't you come to practice?" I'm like, "Man, I can't go. I can't do what you do." He goes, "No, try jujitsu. It's there's no striking, all that." I was like, "All right." I showed up first day, and that was it. I was hooked. That's really? All I yeah, I was. I would from the time. That, that instructor grabbed a hold of my lapel and um i couldn't do anything to stop him from having his way i, I got to figure this out i got to learn this it was fascinating because you're seeing some of these guys with like high school educations and they understand more about how the body does and doesn't work mechanically than most of the educated people i know like you can't finish an arm bar or a, a certain types of locks or chokes if you don't are in the exact right position or have the body position just right. And that's really what hooked me is I was fascinated by the functional movement that these guys understood with no clinical training. I was like, I got to learn this. This is outstanding. So that is right up his alley. Yeah. I, you know, showing my ignorance here there, you said no striking and that's a BJJ thing. It's, it's just wrestling. Yeah. It's no hitting. Yeah. It's, I didn't yeah, know that. It's submission wrestling. You're basically, um, you know, using, using, you know, arm locks or chokes or whatever to, um, uh, get somebody to tap out basically. So, um, and it's, it's, you know, my closest friends practice jujitsu. It's, you know, we go out there and roll around and do all that. And then we go have sushi and laugh. About and then it. they make an appointment for needles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> usually. Sometimes I'm the one that needs the appointment. So. Yeah. Do you have a lot of clients from there? Because I know you, you coach, correct? Right. I teach. Yeah. There's a, there's a handful that come. I mean, we, we're pretty safe over there. We're not, you know, really trying to kill people, but, um, uh, you know, you get with any sport, you get injuries, you know, uh, people pushing too hard or not recovering right and whatnot, whether it's jujitsu or baseball or CrossFit or whatever, doesn't matter. Where do you train? You want to say it? What's your gym? Uh, Delta Grappling Academy. Delta Grappling. Yeah, it's right here in Heath. Cool. So, you're you had a little setback. You talked about you know with with your health and your getting back into the training, and you talked about you know how because you were in in good shape before that. <laughs> yeah. And, and you had a surgery, and you talked about you know it, it wipes you out. You were so, like me. Yeah. You were hit like boom. Yeah. So how's the training going now? I have just started back with 
um, like some drills and movements. I'm not taking a lot of hard rounds yet. I still got another couple of weeks before I can really kind of open the doors. But man, I am exhausted. Uh, I, you don't do anything for a month and then you try to come back and exercise and you're like, my gosh, that's, I might as well have taken a year off. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'm feeling my gas come back a little bit. Um, I'm starting to move right again and the, the muscle memory and the, the strength is coming back. So I'm happy about that. Of course, the hyperbarics helping with that as well. So yeah, getting my Eating little cheap dog food. Later. Yeah. <laughs> what are, um, you know, what are your goals, Derek? What, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, there's some plans I have for the clinic. I, I would like to add things that I, I feel are a pretty big need here in, in town um, or in this area. Um, I don't want to get too far into that quite yet, uh, right. but um, I, I want to expand what we do here and, and start offering some some services that I feel um, where musculoskeletal healthcare is going mm -hmm. and, and things that are going to provide people options that aren't currently here. Um, yeah. I would like to, um, you know, eventually bring somebody on, uh, you know, a little down the road, find somebody either right out of school or somebody with some training and, and, um, you know, provide that as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not for everybody. Um, but you know, I will help you find whoever you need, but you know, having somebody, you know, in a few years come help the load. Um, and, um, you know, I want to, I want to spend time, my boy's eight years old, you know, so baseball games, uh, he does jujitsu too, you know, so going to tournaments with him, we're both competing in the same tournaments and all that. And, that's so cool. Uh, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, that's, well, his grandma that's what, told me he's a natural. He's, he's got a, he's got a mean arm bar. He's oh, nice. He'll, he'll find an arm. Yeah. He's, he's, he's got a, a good, a good uh, knack for it. So, um, yeah. And he loves, he's laughing the whole time. It's great. That's so cool. Yeah. You got, you got the busy years ahead of you, Derek. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. So it, it's that's fun. what I want to do is, is get people better and, and afford the time with him. Mm -hmm. so. Well, what advice would you give to somebody who may want to start doing what you're doing? Um, first things first, uh, get a solid base. Um, you know, and what I mean by that is, is kind of have a plan, you know, uh, where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Like when I say, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to go to South Florida and work on a bunch of retired people, a bunch of retired golfers? Is that, that's a great place to be. That's a great option. Um, but kind of have an idea. And so when you're going to school, um, you know, up here where we're at now, you know, vitamin D deficiency is an enormous problem. So, you know, understanding kind of geographically, there's differences in those areas and have that kind of understanding going into school and know kind of where you, you know, have an idea about where you want to focus and what you want to do. Um, when you get out and set up shop, um, have a plan for that have a better plan than I did. I thought I was going to be like Nashville. I'm just going to pop my door open and people are going to flood in because, you know, I'm a specialty and, and it's not really how it happened. Um, you know, you got to find a way to let people know. I would advise people to get involved um, with something, something bigger than yourself. Get involved with the community, get involved with the schools, offer stuff. Don't just, 
um, you know, my uncle Steve told me one time, he goes, you shouldn't spend any advertising dollars. It's not helping somebody else, you know, sponsor a sponsor, a golf outing for a soccer program or, um, buy a raffle ticket for a, a cooler raffle or something, whatever, get involved, support the local community, be involved with people. Um, not just with your money, but with your time. Mm-hmm. So dude, that's, local that's vibes. That's, yes. That fits right in there. That's, that's, perfect. that's an awesome way to end it. Um, you have anything else other than asking how do people find so. out more about you? You know, what's your, what's your website and you know, what do they do if, uh, they want to get a hold of you? Um, uh, Dr. Derek Myers.com, just D R D E R E K M Y E R S.com. Um, our office number is, uh, area code seven, four, zero, four, six, two, eight, six, zero, four. Um, and, um, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, connect and your rehab. clinics called connect rehab K I N E C T. Um, and put all uh, that in the description. Yeah. And, and it's just, uh, we're right here in Heath, uh, neighbors with the, the coffee shack, which is a wonderful neighbor to have. Yeah. If you're coffee, if you have a coffee problem, spend all your money over there. Yeah. I have a, I have a coffee problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um, probably coffee shack coffee in that. Mm-hmm, cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Well, it's awesome. Really- Thank you for spending time with us and, um, yeah. Good luck in your training. If if you've got anything coming up in your BJJ days and and getting back on the mat and where you were just a couple months ago, because I know that's what yeah. you want to do. Thank you, absolutely, man. I appreciate y'all too. What what you've done for the practice and um, just all of it. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Local Vibes Podcast. Brought to you by Ultimate Online Marketing, where we help small business owners like you build the ultimate system that generates more leads, phone calls, and most importantly, more customers. More customers. Join our group by going to ultimateonlinemarketing.com slash group. There, you'll find live discussions, tips, podcasts, videos, and just plain real talk on how you too can be an ultimate online business. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.